Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Fourth and final hour, Thursday edition of the Dana and Parks program. Uh, if you miss any of it, you can always catch it on podcast at KMBZ.com. Uh, your keyboard, your computer keyboard, is about to get its first makeover in three decades. Microsoft says they are unveiling their first major keyboard redesign in three decades. Oh, no, no, no. Don't be messing with my keyboard. They are installing. It's just one new key. One new key is being added right down here next to the control button or, or the alt button. Uh, left. So, like, left. I don't, I, I don't ever use that. It would be left pinky, but I don't ever use it. Well, there's an alt button over here, and then there's an, it's on the one on the right. Okay. And it is going to be for artificial intelligence chatbot. No! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're creating a shortcut to chatbot things. Yeah, and it looks like this. No! It's, it's, a, it's like a, a almost a 3D square. Uh, did you say the brand? I mean, this has to be a Microsoft. specific brand. Okay. Microsoft, sorry. Why? Why do we want to make this easier? I don't know. <laughs> Can't we just go to the website for the chatbot? This actually came up uh, recently with somebody I know that needed to write something that was, I don't know, 300 words. And I don't know how many words 300 means in paragraphs, but it needed to be, let's say it came out as 300 words, but it needed to be 100 words. And one of my girlfriends said, just put it into chat GPS and say, make what I wrote fewer words, and it will do that. And I'm like, oh. Uh, An essay paragraph is typically 100 to 200 words. Okay. So if you write something that's four paragraphs and you need it to be two, she said, all you do is go on that chat GPT and it'll take what you wrote, so it's your words, but just condense it into the formatted but allotment. It, but, but it's doing work for you that you couldn't do yourself. Well, I would have to go back and take out adjectives and, you know, I could yeah. do it. You did it for a living for decades. I know. Specifically in news, you're always yeah. shortening, shortening, shortening. Like, ooh, maybe that is useful. I won't talk about it. Texas is still the most popular destination for people making interstate moves, according to new data released today by U-Haul, which saw more customers take its moving trucks on one-way trips to Texas than any other state in 2023. Uh, The number of one-way moves to Texas last year, though, did drop by 11% compared to the year before. Uh, California had the largest net loss of one-way movers for the fourth year in a row. Michigan, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts also loitered at the bottom of the growth index. It's expensive. They're trying to get out. Mm -hmm. Florida was second, uh, followed by North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee as the most moved to states. I say good. Mm. Stay away from us. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. All right, we have a whopper of a medical story uh, that has just 
it really broke overnight, one of the local affiliates out of Oregon. And it has us asking the questions, is it time to drug test those in the medical profession? As many as 10 patients at an Oregon hospital may have died after a nurse allegedly swapped out fentanyl in IVs for tap water, prompting an investigation of the theft of medication. Officials at Asante Rogue Regional Medical Center well, someone in, went rogue. in Medford say they have alerted police earlier this uh, last month that they believed a former employee had stolen medication. Uh, some sources at the hospital tell a local NBC affiliate that nine people died from infections, while other sources say there were 10 deaths total. And and here's apparently how the deaths happened, Scott. The nurse is accused, I think, of stealing the fentanyl. We could probably surmise why. And then replacing it with unsterile tap water in the IV. The unsterile tap water then led to infections, and at least two families told the local affiliate where this hospital is in Oregon, that they were told by the hospital their loved one died of an infection due to the tap water. And one of them was a 36-year-old young man named Samuel Allison. I don't think it's healthy even to put sterile tap water in an IV. The water doesn't go directly into your bloodstream. It gets circulated throughout your body and then... Man, I'm telling you... Law enforcement today is not saying how many people there are. The question when something like this happens, and we have seen serial killers do this, like the nurses who love to be there when the code blue happens. Um, In some of those cases, Scott, it was shown that the hospitals either bounced around those employees because, God, we seem to have a lot of code blues when so-and-so is working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or look the other way or, you know, we're not really sure why all these people are dying. What investigators are going to have to look at now is when did these deaths start Mm -hmm. and what is the um, keeping track uh, method when it comes to IVs? Because in one of the most notorious, awful cases of all of these deaths where a nurse was going in, stealing medication, not giving it to the patients or overdosing the patients, it was a computer system that released the medication. And you had to like log in. I'm taking out a Tylenol. Log out. Do IVs work that way? I I, I don't know. Fentanyl IVs? If if you're going to keep track of anything in this day and age, wouldn't you think it would be the fentanyl IV? I remember we did a a similar topic last year, and we were inundated with nurses who called into the show who said there are so few ways to steal medication from a hospital floor. Because everything okay, you're, you're is You're using so... the wrong word. Okay. Don't use the word steal. Use the word swap. Okay. And is it true? There might be so few ways with that new computer system to steal a pill, but how many safeguards are there if you're swapping it out? The, the patient and the family thinks that person's getting a bag full of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Nine, telephone number here is 913-586-7798. We'll get to your calls and your comments here in just a moment. You can also text them in. If that is your preference, uh, we do try to read as many of those as we can. 913-586-7798 for both the text line and the call line. Sam Stevie the Third, Dana Wright, Scott Parks on KMBZ. So multiple publications are reporting about this um, horrible 
case out of Oregon. The incidents apparently date back to fall of 2022, and several relatives have been contacted that their loved one died in an ICU because fentanyl was, quote, diverted, that's the nice way of saying stolen, from their loved one who needed it and was prescribed it to a nurse who is now accused of injecting them instead with tap water to make it look like the balance sheet was balanced. Does that make sense, Scott? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You're stealing it. You've got to account for it. See, see, the the story says the the police department, I'm assuming in Medford, Oregon, the police department said it has notified any patients impacted by the swap. I don't believe that for one minute. How would they know? How do they know? I don't believe that for one minute. Uh, Maybe she swapped some out, allegedly, and that that patient survived and... One of the local uh, physicians that they talked about this said switching out a patient's medication for personal misuse, which sources said what the nurse did in this case was personal misuse, is called drug diversion. Quoting here from one physician, you don't think of medical professionals doing this, but 10% of medical professionals, it is believed, divert drugs. 10%. 10%. That is a lot. And fentanyl, no surprise here is one of the most commonly diverted drugs, says it happens in hospitals across the country. What the physician does not understand is why tap water was used to cover it up. She said, even though this is bad, it's illegal, we don't want people diverting, there were sterile options that could have been used Mm -hmm. that would not have led to these horrible infections that killed people that were already in the ICU. I don't thieve fentanyl. Um, but if I did, I would want to do it as quickly as possible. She may not have, if if these allegations are true, okay, she may not have had time to go find something sterile to replace the fentanyl with and should went for the first thing she could find. This which, has which to be the feds investigating this. This would have to be the FDA or some, or the FBI. But you, you asked a question earlier, should, should nurses be drug tested? And I think the answer to that has to be no. Uh, and for a couple of reasons, number one, you're you're punishing ninety nine point nine percent. Ninety percent. You're punishing ninety okay, percent for fair, the ten you're, you're who right, divert. Uh, you're right. Um, are we going to drug test doctors because they have access to that medicine? Pharmacists. Yeah. I mean, everybody in medicine and nurses are already under. I mean, we saw. I this know. During COVID. I know. We saw this. I mean, people were leaving the nursing profession because it was so stressful. And they didn't feel appreciated. Okay, so then if well, if drug testing medical professionals isn't the answer, you have to somehow keep better track of the IVs and the medications go- going in and out. I don't know how this person did this. If if she was just stealing the bags directly and then yeah. somehow. I mean, one, one option, sorry, Sam, one option, and it's not a good one, is anytime these sorts of medications are being dispensed to patients in the hospital, two, two nurses people. have to work on it. But then the other nurse is going to say, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. I, I've got and how do I know if here. she's poking a hole in that thing yeah. to, to withdraw fentanyl for personal use? How am I supposed to know that? What would be so wrong with drug testing nurses? They wouldn't be the first industry to do so. Truckers. Truckers have to be screaming right now. They're drug tested. I mean, any company can decide to drug test their employees for any well, given reason. No, that's true. But my guess would be it, it would be considered insulting. And I think it is. Um, 
And some of the nurses would say, gosh, it's, it just feels like I'm being harassed. Sam, what is the addiction rate in the United States? 16%. Okay. 16% of people in the United States suffer from addiction. Okay. They qualified for the DSM-5 criteria. Okay. Yes. You would have to think that that also transfers into the medical. There's no shield that comes down in no, front of the, the that do no harm doctrine. So let's say it's 16% of people in most professions suffer some kind of drug addiction. That's creeping up there, Scott. It's bad. It's bad. And and we know how violent and horrible the fentanyl and opioid epidemic is. There's no reason to believe that that has somehow uh, not crept into the medical profession. It would be silly. Great point from the text line. We drug test construction workers because they use heavy equipment. We don't drug test people who work on saving lives. But here's a scenario I could see play out. Uh, And I'll just, I'll I'll use hospitals around here, but I'm I'm not using you directly. I just don't have the time nor the patience to think up fake hospital names. Let's say at Shawnee Mission Medical Center, they do drug test all medical Mm -hmm. staff. Yeah. Okay. But at KU Med, they don't. Right. So if you're an addict, you're going, you're going across the street. Yeah. And so if, if I'm a nurse who has a fentanyl problem or I'm a doctor who has a fentanyl problem, I'm applying for a job over at KU Med. Now, keep in mind, I, I want to reiterate, yeah, I, I was just- They na- might all drug test them. I, we don't know. I was just using names of local hospitals. We don't know if, if any of them drug test or if none of them drug test, okay? I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, the sources indicate, by the way, that unsterile tap water led to something called pseudomonas, a dangerous infection, especially for individuals already in poor health, commonly found in a hospital's ICU. Anne in Kansas City. Anne, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, yeah, I don't understand that because if you're in a medical profession, if you're a mandated court reporter, okay, which is doctors, nurses, school teachers, clergy, yeah, police, police, um, they have whenever they wear their uniform and they're on duty, um, that uniform and that status or that job title protects them. They could get away with murder, literally. I don't know. I think it falls under a federal code, USC. 1981 and 1983, the Ku Klux Act, and the color of the law. And all I know is that if the nurse is doing that and murdering the people intentionally, I mean, right there proves that she's guilty. My thing is, being a bartender or a waitress, we make the best informants, the bartenders do. Okay? Yeah. Okay? And I know this from just my own job, my own experience. We have the health department coming in and checking the bar, checking the restaurant, you know? periodically. Well, the word health, why don't they have an inspector and health inspector go into the hospitals and inspect, you know, the the medications, the logs and everything, because it would be the same health inspector, you know, with the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. But I think the nurses and the doctors and the police should have zero tolerance on, on drugs because they are mandated. They're the ones who have to go out there and see if the regular people at regular jobs you know, if if they're do it's against the law if they're doing drugs or drinking and driving, you know, but but they can get away with it. I don't understand that. That, that that's it's it's two faced. It's it's wrong. You and know, thank we you. Should, we, should okay. judge, we should judge them on an individual basis. Okay. Uh, by the way, just some preliminary research here. There are multiple platforms that say that nurses are drug tested all the time. It depends on the hospital. It depends on their drug testing policy but they can be drug tested whenever the hospital decides. And according to a a number of these sources, they do it quite often.
I was married to a nurse. I don't ever remember her telling me that she was drug tested. Ever. It or, might depend on, on, on where you work. And, and the other thing to keep in <clears> mind, when we're, when we're talking about health care, this goes beyond hospital, Scott. This would also go into critical nursing care facilities. This, you know, we're, we're talking the whole enchilada of health care. Don't just think someone who works in a hospital mm-hmm. that would have access to these medications. A pharmacist would, presumably. Nursing homes. Oh, yeah. Critical care nursing homes. I mean, we're, we're going to have a big influx of drug testing going on in America. I'd love to hear from one of you uh, in the audience who is a nurse. And do you get drug tested? I, I, I know several friends who are nurses, and I've never heard any of them say that they're drug tested. Now, we don't normally talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, A.A. Ron, what's up, man? Hey, hey, guys. So I got two things. Um, you keep or that story called it medical or medicine diversion. No, it's medical drug theft is what they should call it. And they should call it medical murder when they do that and someone dies and it should be an extra charge. Um, I was kind of curious why you guys were under the assumption they didn't get drug tested because malpractice insurance is going to require them to be drug tested. I guarantee doctors are drug tested to pass their insurance. And uh, I don't know why nurses wouldn't be drug tested because every other company that carries insurance is for reasons like that. Yeah, but those, me- those insurance. Yeah, but the medical malpractice is renewed on an annual basis, I believe. Yeah, but still, it's the same principle. We're insuring you, so we're going to make sure you're not a drug addict. If you get into, Aaron, thank you. If you get into the weeds of this uh, epidemic, just specifically fentanyl and diversion, there have been so many professional papers written about this, Scott, like in the medical industry. What do we do about this, right? For example, between June and October of 2020, a nurse in a fertility clinic in Connecticut tampered with approximately 75% of the fentanyl given to patients. The nurse removed the medication from the vials and refilled them with saline resulting in painful surgical procedures for more than 20 women. Between August 2017 and March 2018, a Washington State ER nurse was caught diverting. Uh, It led to the transmission of hepatitis C to 12 people. Oh. Uh, You will get results when you look this up. And because we, they know patients died... Some reporting says it's nine people. Some reporting says it's ten. My guess is it's higher. Um, there has to be prison attached to this. It has to oh, be. Oh, for sure. I would, oh, I would this, hope this so. This nurse not only stole the medication, but then to cover it up, injected patients with something that killed them. Allegedly, yes. Well, it's bad. Uh, from the text line, so according to Scott, only the poor, less educated, and blue collar are the only ones that need to be drug tested in the United States. You didn't say that at all. I, I haven't advocated for anybody to be drug tested. Anybody. Uh, Kevin in Bonner Springs. That doesn't mean I don't think some people should be. Kevin in Bonner Springs. Hello. Hey. Um, my daughter is a physician, and she is in St. Louis doing her uh, residency right now. But all through medical school, when she did her internship, everywhere. She has to be drug tested. Really? Really? And I don't know if that's all of St. Louis. Yes. Even in even in med school, she had. Uh, um, she I don't think oh she was ever called up, but yes, as a random testing, and uh, even as a doctor, at least 
where she's at, they are tested. Okay. Um, by the way, from the text line, I am a healthcare provider with a DEA license, and we are not drug tested. My insurance will ask me if I abuse drugs, yes or no. That's it. Uh, listen to this. Purdue nursing researchers analyzed medication theft in long-term care facilities. <laughs> they obtained 107 drug theft reports from 104 long-term care homes substantiated by the Minnesota Department of Health uh, in the years that they looked at. The team discovered a total of 11,328 tablets, mostly opioids, yeah. stolen from almost 370 residents. Oxy and hydrocodone consisted of almost 60% of the stolen drugs. Mm. Close to half of the employees who stole the medication happened to be nurses, but more nurses in that field are going to be caring for that population right. than other people. Sure. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. we got a full board. We'll get with everybody uh, as quickly as we can here on Dana and Parks. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. From the text line, I have been a nurse for more than 30 years. The only time I've been drug tested was when onboarding for a new job. Uh, and we, we're getting that from several people uh, who say that they're in the medical uh, health industry. And I was I was drug I, tested upon hire. There's another one. I have worked or been around people. I shouldn't say worked with. I have been around people who work in corporate America. And they have the threat of drug testing over them at any time. And this isn't a business, corporate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing to do with healthcare. Okay? So there are definitely institutions out there who will say we're going to threaten you with this so that if you are at a party and says hey you, somebody says you want to you want to try this you go uh no we could be random drug tested at any time how, how do they how do they do that i mean do they, do they for for those of you in the medical industry or not medical and like even if you work yeah. for a company but, you don't have to say what company it is do, do they only test you for the hard stuff or do they test you for marijuana and well and especially what, now that that's legal on yeah. one side of state line what if what if you live in missouri but you work in kansas I'm not smoking weed at work. I'm smoking it at home. 
What about alcohol? I mean, alcohol, if a nurse were to show up to work drunk, that would be just as bad as if they showed up high. I agree that statistically we know it's the fentanyl and yep. the opioids that are being stolen. You're not going to steal beer from a hospital. <laughs> uh, Sheila in Lenexa. Sheila, hello. Yes, hello. I've been a nurse for almost 40 years. And I've worked in hospice. I've worked as management. I've worked in psych institutions. And now I'm working in a doctor's office. And the biggest thing is, you know, everybody says, oh, nurses don't need to be drug tested. Hell, yes, we do. Oh. You know, covering your own butt. That's the whole thing. CYA. Everybody will tell you that. Nursing. You have to document to what's going on. But if you get somebody impaired, you know, be it by uh, mental or anything else, they're going to see the crap out of you. You know, and they want to know they'll test you one time as you come in, just like the other nurse said. But it's the saddest thing to watch some of the prescribers prescribe some of these meds to nurses. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what's sad is we don't have a point out there where it needs to stop. There needs to be some solid ground, be it politically correct or not. It's like wearing masks. People gripe about that. You know what? That mask is also in place to keep you from getting somebody else's stuff. Because when you have COVID, your immune system is down. Hmm. Amen, Sheila. Did they ever bring that up? No, nobody brings that up. Sheila, do appreciate the call, and thank you for 40 years of of very important work. Yes, sir. I want her to be my nurse. Yeah. She doesn't shouldn't play. Uh, Drew in Overland Park. Hey, man. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I worked in a forensic lab for over 18 years uh, here locally, and I was specifically testing, you know, uh, you know, uh, drugs that were found on the street, you know, uh, street interdiction units. And um, we were exempt from all drug testing. Um, why or what the reasoning was, I never drug tested. And there we were, you know, I was... Uh, hands deep, elbows deep, and coke, meth, heroin, whatever it was that we were testing for that day, and we were always exempt. Now, while I was there attached to this law enforcement agency, I uh, had the pleasure of working uh, a fentanyl case uh, from a large academic uh, medical university locally. Uh, It was a nurse who was was injecting uh, fentanyl through uh, between her toes so that you wouldn't be seen. She was, she was caught swerving. Now what happened to her is they dismissed her, but no charges were ever brought. And it never made the papers because that, that place did not want the notoriety. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, why, why we were exempt as forensic chemists or, um, you know, why isn't there more, uh, drug testing for people, um, that are that are directly uh, uh, working with it, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Hey, do appreciate the call, man. Thank you for it, Drew. Um, the injecting between the toes is, is actually not uncommon. Uh, it, it's ironic that he mentioned that because it reminded me, uh, today, January 4th, is the 38th anniversary of the death of my favorite rock musician, Phil Linet of Thin Lizzy, who died of a heroin overdose and he, his mother had no idea. His mother was his best friend because he would inject the heroin between his toes. Oh, God. And when he was in the hospital dying of organ failure 38 years ago, uh, I've watched 100 interviews with his mom. She pulled the sheets off of his feet and they were swollen and black and blue. 
because he had been Ugh. sticking needles between his toes. It's gross. Uh, Sarah in Overland Park. Sarah, hello. Hey, I've also been a nurse a long time, 45 years. Um, wow. Our hospital test for cause, um, the last time I was tested was when I fell on a slick floor and had to get drug tested for that. Um, but um, <laughs> for behavior that's abnormal or risky or something that's very suspicious, we can get tested for cause. Um, like if somebody suspects that, that you've been taking Why aren't there two nurses when you have some heavy-duty drugs that we're giving? And I found some nurses that divert are very, very good at covering their tracks, and they'll put saline in a syringe um, before you have a chance to wait to witness it. Right. So all you really know is they're witnessing something clear. You don't know what is in that syringe because they seem to be very good at manipulating the situation. Sarah, let me, let, let me ask you a question. I, we that. find it hard to believe there isn't technology available that would change the color of any IV that had been tampered with or wasn't what was supposed to be inside that bag. There's, there's got to be technology out there. We, we have that technology to see if your drink's been roofied, where you put a tab yeah, in it and, it, you know, it'll change colors. For my kitty litter as well, too, it'll change colors. Yes. Sarah, you said um, you... We, <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead. You said you've been a nurse for 45 years. Is that right? Um, yeah. So okay. actually 50 years next year. Isn't that amazing? Good for you. That, is, incre you. that is incredible. Uh, help Thank me you. Help me with this because I've never seen hard, any hard drug in my entire life. I've never seen cocaine, heroin, opioids. Well, I've probably seen opioids. Uh, and I certainly have no idea what fentanyl looks like. Is it a, is it a clear liquid? It is a clear liquid. It, it, would it be possible, because I thought Dana had a really interesting point just a minute ago, is would it be possible to use some sort of a dye or something that would make fentanyl like a hot pink color? Totally unmistakable. That's a great for idea. You would wonder. I would think maybe somebody who's a chemist would be able to figure that out, how to do that. That's a great suggestion. And that way, if, if, a, if another nurse goes into the room... And we know that this patient, you know, when they have the nurse switch over every 12 hours or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, this guy, we've got him on a fentanyl drip. Right. Well, the second nurse who just got to work goes in. And what do you mean he's on a fentanyl drip? It's it's clear. It's not pink. Yeah. And then they would know that yeah. that's something. I mean, obviously, it would preferably just divert them from trying. I actually know a trying. chemist. I'm going to talk to her tonight about this. Okay. I, I'm surprised if this is as widespread if they fear it is. And I don't know. This wouldn't help with the pills that are being diverted. I'm surprised someone hasn't come up with something in the in the form of mm -hmm. the colorization we're talking about to at least red flag this if somebody tampers with it. 913-586-7798. Angie in Brookside. Hi, Angie. Hi. So I've been a nurse for about 30 years, and I work in recovery, which is we give a lot of narcotics. And so, and we give them in small amounts. So the, the dye in it would be a little bit challenging. We don't use uh, the fentanyl drips or the morphine drips that much anymore because we do a lot of nerve blocks so that the hope is that narcotic use will go down with the narcotic epidemic anyway. So an opioid epidemic and all that. But I think the one thing is when you don't give your full amount of the medication, you then waste it and you have a witness. And like the previous caller said, if I'm witnessing a waste, 
I don't know what it's clear. They're all clear. So if you had to put it on litmus paper and it turned a different color, then that would tell you, I guess, if it was fentanyl or morphine or something like that. But I don't know. I think the diversion is happening with the waste portion. Oh, when they go to to dump it. Yes. I see. So that's just my thoughts. But glad you're back, Scott. Glad to be back, Angie. Thank you very much. You're very kind. (laughs) Uh, That reminded me. Um, the only time I've ever been drug tested when, was when I was in, in the clink, in rehab. Really? Only time in my life I've ever been drug tested. Um, twice a week, too. Uh, Lisa in Overland Park. Hello, Lisa. Hello there. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm also a longtime nurse, and I work at a, in a hospital now, and I just kind of wanted to briefly explain just what – we do, the nurses in my hospital do, I don't know if this yeah. is where they do it other where, but if you're giving a patient a narcotic, um, everything is dispensed through something called a Pixis, which is like uh, an electric automatic, it looks like a toolbox, honestly, and yeah. there's pills in there. And you have to have a cosigner, meaning you have to have another nurse witness that you're taking those medications out and you have to have a physician order for it. And then you have to document when you give it to the patient. But I, if I'm witnessing somebody doing that, or if I'm giving medications to a patient, we don't follow each other around into the individual patient's room and actually watch them give the medications to the patient. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? There'd be no time, Lisa. You'd have to no, hire twice as many following, nurses. I, it, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> then to your previous caller talking about wasting, if you have a patient that's supposed to get 8 milligrams of fentanyl, but it comes in a 10 milligram vial, you pull up 10 milligrams and then you waste two, right? And uh-huh. you document and you co-sign that. And then the nurse goes into John Smith's room and is supposed to give him 8 milligrams of fentanyl. Well, we're not watching each other give other patients medications. That's where part of the problem could come in as well. Also, um, everything is kept, they keep track of everything electronically now. And those um, records are reviewed periodically. So if you notice that Joan Smith is a nurse and every single time she comes to work on a 12-hour shift, she gives narcotics to all of her patients. Right. That would be red twice. flagged. Big red flag. And then you could drug test that nurse for cause. Got it. But if Patty Jones comes in and she gives narcotics twice in a month, nobody's going to pay attention to her because there's no cause. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Lisa, do appreciate it. Got to take a quick break. Uh, and then we got the final segment of the Thursday edition of Dana and Parks coming up in just a moment. Dana Wright, Sam Stevie the third here on KMBZ. Welcome on back to Dana and Parks. We're going to wrap things up, and then I have a question for our listeners. Talking about this horrible case out of Oregon where it appears nine or ten patients died after someone, they have not identified the nurse in question, is alleged to have swapped out their fentanyl with tap water, which then led to infection and the deaths of those patients. Let's go to Brandy in Independence. Hey, Brandy. 
Hey guys, how are you? Hi, good. Go ahead. Hey, good. Thank you. I thanks for having me. I just wanted to share from a new grad perspective. Thank you to all the wonderful nurses that have called in with Amen. so many years of experience. Um, I've been in healthcare for over ten years, working at a local hospital, and I want to say for both my my non clinical as well for my nursing, I had to be drug tested for both positions. In addition to the local school that I went through for my nursing program, I had to be drug tested for that program as well. So I do think I do think that there's areas um, for improvement, but I do think that as a collective that they're doing the best that they can. Absolutely. Um, I do know, I don't, I don't know the actual panel, but my, from what I remember, like the paperwork that I had to do, it's like a 10 panel drug screen. I think it includes marijuana and includes your heavy drugs. I could not even begin to list those, what they are, but that's just kind of been my experience as far as um, doing a drug test. You're, you're a nurse, correct, Ann? I am a new grad nurse. Oh, a so new grad nurse, I, okay. I, yes, I've been in healthcare for, I've been in, um, I work in a nursing administration aspect, so I've yeah. been in healthcare for 10 years, but I am actually new to the nursing realm. Okay, well, hey, thank you for your expertise and, and for calling in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you. All right, you take care, Brittany. Uh, a couple of quick stories here before we wrap up the show. Veteran Eugene Peterson, a retired U.S. Army Sergeant Major, this is from CBS News, celebrating his 101st birthday at Travis oh. Air Force Base in California. He is a World War II and Vietnam vet. Um, his daughter was asked what she thought the secret to Eugene Peterson's longevity was. Mm. Daughter said he doesn't let any moss grow under him. Peterson, though, had a different answer. The secret to my longevity is Dr. Pepper. Oh. Wow. 23 flavors. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? Peterson is not the only centenia, centenarian who is God, it's a horrible word who has expressed a deep fondness for Dr. Pepper. Elizabeth Sullivan, a Texas woman who died in 2017 at the age of 106, said in an interview prior to her death, obviously, that the soda was her drink of choice too, and she would even drink Dr. Pepper for breakfast. She drank three Dr. Peppers during the interview, if you remember correctly. Wow. <laughs> okay, she that's a wait. that's a lot, but okay. Uh, this pricey parcel of land has a prime location, and that's it. The San Francisco Bay's only private island lacks water and electricity, <laughs> but remains holding out for a buyer willing to pay big for the honor of owning Red Rock Island. The owner wants $25 million. I'll buy two of them. Spanning approximately six acres, the domed outcropping off San Francisco's Richmond San Rafael Bridge offers a panoramic bay view from its top and is only accessible by boat or helicopter. Yeah, what is the value? That's some expensive sediment. The, the, the guy who owns it, his name is Brock Durning, and he compares the island to a Leonardo da Vinci painting. He says somebody's going to buy it just to say they own it. All right, you are not going to believe the words about to come out of my mouth, but I swear to you it's true. A friend of mine has a family who owns several acres of farmland, like 100 acres, like a lot, okay? I'm mm -hmm. not going to say where it doesn't matter. I get a text the other day that someone came in and purchased the land that butts up against their family farm that's been in their family for sure. three generations. Yeah, And they don't go there very often, but the land is theirs. The person who purchased this land, I will just say, is very famous, very recognizable, um, 
and we are now making plans to go to that farm. <laughs> How recognizable. Who is it? It's John Dutton. From Yellowstone. I know who John Dutton is. You mean, um. Yes, Costa. don't say it. All I'm saying. Ke- you mean Ke- well, Kevin C? His land was purchased. I know someone who owns the land next to the land that was purchased. Where, and where is it? I'm going to yeah, go dress up like Bet Dutton and go looking for him. Here in town? I'm not telling you where. Absolutely not. I'm not telling you where. In in the Wait, Kansas City area? Why would you area? dress like his daughter? Not, oh, yeah. That'd be creepy. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dressing like, like that governor. governor. You're right. Boom. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I mean, what are the odds? He likes to hunt and fish. Who knew? Right? Dana's going to dress up like the is governor. Is it here in the Kansas City area? It is not in the Kansas City area. Plop a fold-up chair right next in to In one of the pond. two states. This is like, no. This okay. is like my mom who went on the Yellowstone tour and thought she was going to run into him. And I'm like, mom. I mean, <laughs> they were up in Montana or something. She's like, I know we're going to go on that tour. We're going to see him. And I'm like, no, you're not. We I'm going to see him. We got to go. The bonus hour is next. Festivus Friday tomorrow. Sam Stevie, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Be safe. Be well. But most importantly, be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.